Welcome to another episode of Breaking Into Cybersecurity, where we talk to individuals that have broken into the field so that they can share their tips, tricks, and suggestions for others breaking into the field. Today, we have Raphael Nicoli. First, before we jump right in, let's put a call out that if you enjoyed this episode after viewing, please do share it with all your friends and family because we do need to have that diverse perspective of individuals coming from different backgrounds and different varieties into the cybersecurity field so that we can tackle the problems from tomorrow. Fiel, tell us a little bit about where you were before you were in cybersecurity. Sure. First of all, thank you so much for inviting me here. I'm honored. I came to know about your podcast late in 2021. And I'm still in shock that I was invited to be here. I'm, I never thought that one day I will be the guest uh, talking how I broke into cybersecurity. Yeah, so let me just go ahead and start this. Hi, everyone. I'm Rafael Nicolich. I was born and raised in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, where I graduated from law school. After getting my Juris Doctor degree, I continued studying hard and I was able to join the Rio de Janeiro State Police as a police detective. That was mid-2012. However, during my time in the police academy, I learned about the police detectives working as an intelligence analyst in the police departments and what they do there and such. So my plans changed. So after the police academy graduation in early 2013, I was designated to work in the police departments as an intelligence analyst, helping other police detectives with their investigations. And I've moved a lot from different police departments. And during the almost six years, I had been in that position before moving to the U.S. at the beginning of 2019. Let's see. Yeah. So what brought me here to the U.S. almost five years ago was a PhD opportunity for my wife. She had reached to an university, university professor here in the U.S. whom she met at a conference back in Brazil. And they had a spot for international students in their lab. And since it was a massive opportunity for her career and was her dream, we decided to move here. But, but the thing was back in Brazil, and as I said in the beginning, I have a Juris Doctor degree. I can really do that in the U.S., take the bar exam and be a lawyer if, if I wanted to adventure myself on that path. And what about law enforcement? Someone might ask. I discovered back then that here in the U.S., regardless of scope or level, state, city, detectives or police officers, police officers, it requires at least a green card, something I still need to get, I thought. So what should I do career-wise? I thought, okay, IT, I really enjoy computers. I'm good at it. I've always built my desktop computers, but what exactly in IT realm? So at that time, I was between IT support and web development and during this phase, you know, thinking about the pros and cons between them, I saw an advertisement for the Google IT support certificate program, and I found that interesting and I jumped right into it. 
And curious enough, the last module of that program talk about cybersecurity. That- Before we jump in there, let me try to dissect a little bit. When you were in Brazil, you were, it sounds like you were part of the police department as an intelligence analyst for many, many years. What were some of the, now that you're looking back, transferable mm-hmm. skills from being an intelligence analyst to, to cybersecurity that you are able to leverage and transfer from your past experience to your current experience? Sure. I guess was the part that I had to, as an intelligence analyst, I had to gather and triage and correlate data from multiple sources we had access. We also use a lot of OSINT as well, but we also had no closed sources as well. In presenting all my findings in uh, intelligence reports or spreadsheets or dashboards for my stakeholders to take preventative or remediate actions. Well, my stakeholder law enforcement will be my, the commissioners or senior police detectives and such. If you think about this, it's kind of really related to cybersecurity, especially SOC analysts as well. And also, and on top of that, also the mentality of I will have to be able to articulate my finding really well for people to understand what I was able to gather and correlate all that data to, to make sense for their decisions. So that's another aspect of was really important for, to help me with, with cybersecurity as well. So I had a lot of experience with that because sometimes I was in a room that not everyone was from actually from law enforcement. So I had people, you know, like the mayor of the city and I had to explain over there. I was super nervous. I was over there and high level politician over there, but, but yeah, so this is, this is helps you a lot. That helped me a lot with, with the cybersecurity so far. As you finished up the Google winning certificate, had mm-hmm. you start looking for jobs before then, or no. did you want to finish the training first? What was your approach in job hunting? My approach was, I was searching to, okay, what it takes to be a SOC analyst, because uh, before that, I had no idea what cybersecurity was. I searched about the role, what they do and such. And when I learned about the SOC analyst part, that was that, that's it. That's totally it. Right. So I was still to just go on my knee, now where should I start? And so I started to check what, what was the requirement, certification, certifications and such, what, what was the, what I need, what was the fundamental knowledge. And then I discovered, yeah, I have to understand. What, what is the internet? Because before, like I told you before, I had a basic level of IT. So I had to learn everything about network, about networks and such. So that's where, that's where I discovered the CompTIA certification and I did a lot of research. So I started with uh, network plus and after I got, I, so after I got the network plus, I was, I thought that was like enough to start applying, but I noticed that no, okay, Security Plus is, is going to give me the base level. That was my understanding back at the time. So I then after I, I got the Security Plus that I started to apply for positions. Okay. So right at this point in time in, in your search, you have a Juris Doctrine from Brazil. You have a Google 
IT support certification, you have your net worth plus, and now your security plus. Correct. Okay. How did you go about your search? Were you looking at SOC analyst role or were you looking at more senior roles? What were you looking at? I was exclusively looking for entry-level cybersecurity roles. And from what I could tell, SOC analyst was the one, at least for me, because you would have the both of the, of the words, like in, in this regard of it's an entry level. And I also, I really found it was, it had everything with me, what, uh, what I've seen before in law yeah. enforcement, right? So it was perfect for me. It was the perfect role. Yeah. And reflecting on the initial months of my journey, when I started to apply to SOC analyst position, after I thought that I checked all the boxes for what I believe to be enough to get an entry-level entry job in cybersecurity, I must admit that they were disheartening me, receiving rejection after rejection. And it was not only, only disappointing, but it was also deeply discouraging because especially when I could even secure an interview. Okay. And let's, let's dig into there. So you... You're applying for lots of roles. On average, how many roles and how are you going out about applying for them? Well, uh, the thing is, I put on my, on my, on medium that I was 60 plus. But the thing is after, <laughs> at 60 plus after two years of applying for positions without even getting an interview. But I checked that I also applied for a lot of positions through LinkedIn. And some of, a lot of those LinkedIn um, applications that I did, I didn't receive any email from that. So all my counting was based on the emails that I received. So that those initial emails that say, oh, we received your application and mm -hmm. we soon reach out to you or something. With my new counting, it's 80 plus of rejections. It sounds like a lot of these were just through applicant tracking system. Mm. Is that right to assume? Yeah. Did you use networking or reaching out to people as part of your, your strategy at the time? Yes, but I was connecting to, to a lot of people that it was in the infosec realm and, but I never just reached out to someone and say, Hey, you know, I'm looking for a job or anything like that. I was more like trying to make meaningful connections and then ask them for, for any piece of advice, something like that. And, and trying to understand where I should focus on in order for me to, to get a, to get an interview, some, no stuff like that. And the thing is another thing that, uh, that I remember, I also reached out to local university professors as well. And ask them for an internship. And I remember I reached out at least for five university professors that was involved with something related with the InfoSec, just to get my feet wet and such. And I was, ask, ask, I was actually asking for internship, not even internship, I'm sorry, for a volunteer. I was volunteering myself to do something for free. I just wanted to be part of something, to have something to put on my resume. And from those five, I only heard back from two. And one of them asked for my resume, I sent my resume to them and I never heard back. And I was like, okay, so my resume is that bad. That's why the, this person is not reaching back to me. So it was, I, it was really disappointing, but throughout the time, 
I was thinking, okay, so what should I do to stand out from the competition? Let me ask a question there. So you yeah. brought up the question that the statement was my resume that bad. You yeah. have anyone that was helping look at your resume or make evaluations to your resume. Now that was one of my mistakes. Yeah. Or tweaking but, your resume for the role. No, I was like just checking videos and seeing people posting on LinkedIn and saying, oh, your resume should look like this and should look like that and such. People with, uh, with knowledge and such, with really, with an extensive experience on that. But I, I never approach someone and ask them to look at my resume and such. And I feel like this is one of the mistakes I made during my path that I should also should reach out to someone and have them to take a look on my resume. But, um, but yeah, that was one of the mistakes that I made early so on them, my research. Eventually then your journey started to turn around. How did you get that? interview for the ro your first role? So the turning point for me wa was when I started a medium page where I began to share some CDF walkthroughs and whatnot. And curious enough, not even a month and a couple of articles, I finally got my chance. Finally, interview, my first one. Oh my God. And honestly, I was feeling super confident because I had so much time to prep for that moment that when I finally got the chance, of course, I was a little bit nervous, but I was feeling good. And I used a lot of resources. And one of them was, I got right here with me, your book and other resources as well. So how to answer what are the most commonly questions asked, their response, how the also, the, also your book also covers behavior questions and such. And I had a lot of time, right, to prepare myself for this. And yeah, and I did an interview. And when I finally got that call, Chris, and uh, let me ask for your forgiveness, because I cannot express enough the magnitude of feelings on that particular day. And uh, I simply couldn't believe. But at the same time, I knew for sure that I freaking deserve it. So it was amazing. That's great. So it sounds like by hitting a brand for yourself in your medium article and starting to go through the capture the flag challenges by showing that you understood technically what's happening versus mm -hmm. just saying it on your resume, you started to notice a difference and people started to pay attention to you, right? Exactly. Yeah, 100%. Because you got to show your work, right? In a landscape filled with numerous opportunities and also candidates, I started to ask myself, how can I distinguish from the crowd? And this, I thought about a YouTube channel and such, but I'm not, I'm more introspective person, mm -hmm. I should say. So I thought, okay, so maybe posting something online, like a blog or something that I can show my work to my to potential employers that I understand the concept and I know how to get, dig into findings and such. Maybe that's going to put it, put me on a better perspective from the other candidate. So you, you got your first role. Congratulations. What are some of the things that you're now doing to keep up? Because we know 
getting the first role is just the first step in. Now you have to keep the role and you have to advance. What are some of the things that you're doing to keep up and to advance your career? So as of now, I'm focusing solely on my work, on my understanding and working, studying the platforms that I use to do my job as a security analyst. So I'm focusing on that right now, but also at the same time, continuing checking the news. We got several web, website, YouTube channels and podcasts that we can keep us ourselves updated with the latest threats. So I'm continuing doing that. And I was doing that way before because also some questions on the interview could, uh, could come about what is happening to our, to our space and such, the latest um, breaches. And yeah, for now, I'm going to continue in that. But later on, I'm going to pursue and get my next search. Uh, probably it's going to be the CISA Plus from CompTIA. I guess this is the second one I wanted to obtain. And from now on, I will just see what is best for my role, see what is best for me to take a next step and go to a level two and continue the good work, continue writing. That's a great approach, I think. One of the things that you can always do to progress in your role is learn more about the platforms that you're working with on a daily basis and how to solve problems there. And your comment about finding a certification that would help you advance your career versus just the next certification. That's also a highly critical aspect to, to consider. Great advice. Thank you so much for coming on today, Raphael. Really appreciate hearing about you and hearing about your journey. No, thank you. Thank you for, thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah. Like I said, I'm honored to be here. I never thought that one day I'll be here. Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity. And I hope that all the listeners was able to um, catch something and maybe inspire them to continue the journey because for me it was very hard, but at the end it, it worked. Thank you so much. And just for those listening, feel free to share. I'll be sharing Raphael's LinkedIn. So you can reach out to him on LinkedIn if you have any questions and have a great day. And thank you for listening, breaking into cybersecurity.